welcome to our Kingdom Culture Podcast. For today's message, we are thankful for what God is doing through this podcast to encourage and transform lives around the world. If you have a story to share about how God has encouraged or transformed your life through this podcast, we would love to hear about it by emailing us at mystory@kingdomculture.ca. If you would like to support this ministry financially to help us bring messages like this to you every week, you can do so online at kingdomculture.ca at the give option. We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to our Kingdom Culture Live. Those that are part of our community, welcome. We once again miss you. It's been, this is week nine that we have not come to you live and in person. And I want to also welcome all of our extended Kingdom Culture family, those that are watching with us that are maybe not part of our city or not part of our local community, or those that will watch this after the fact. Welcome. We're glad that you're with us this morning. And today is Mother's Day, as you've already heard, and you've already probably, if you're a mom out there, you've been at some level celebrated, and if not, we hope that we can be a part of your celebration today. So happy, happy Mother's Day on behalf of myself and my wife and uh, the whole Kingdom Culture team and family. We're just so happy that we get to come into your living room today and be a part of that celebration. For some people, this is a uh, more of a sad day, you know, maybe you've, you've uh, struggled with your relationship with your mom or there's been a severed connection and we just want to be with you today as well to say, hey, we're lifting you up, we're championing you in this season, we're supporting you in prayer and we pray that today would even be some level of source of encouragement for you even though it may feel a little bit sad for you or maybe, um, you know, your mom has passed and is gone and it's also a sad day for you. We pray that this would be an uplifting day as a reminder of all the good attributes and elements and things that your mom has, you know, over the years before she passed, had had provided for you or to you, or you are a better version of yourself because of the example of your mom, or or maybe you know you're, you're in a situation where you're you've been trying to become a mom and get pregnant and it's been a challenge for you. We're with you today, and we pray that no matter what situation you find yourself in, that you would be encouraged today. No matter what, no, no matter no matter what is your scenario, and so if you're a woman out there, we love you. We want to encourage you today, and just believe that God is going to do amazing things in your heart. If you missed this morning our pre Kingdom Culture live show, I want to encourage you next week join in on Instagram on the KC Ottawa Instagram at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern time, all the way to 10:25. We'd love to to connect with you prior to our live. So next week, if you missed it, join us on the Kingdom Culture Instagram. It's a great time just to connect and just kind of create a little bit more community prior to what we do week in and week out as a live coming at you. As well, after this message, we also will have uh, our virtual lobby with Michelle and I. So join us on my, it's on my Instagram page, at Sean Gaby. Join us in our virtual lobby so we can hang out answer questions, connect with you, have a good time, laugh, joke, whatever. Uh, We'd love to see your face in that space. Well, let me just do a recap. Like I said, this is week nine of being 
uh, online only, week nine. It's crazy that it's been nine Sundays in a row. Uh, but this is week five of our Revive 2020 series. And so, you know, going into this season, we really felt we wanted to do a three-month series called Revive 2020 and just picking areas and topics that we feel like the Holy Spirit wants to revive in and through our lives. Obviously, we had another agenda coming into it. We were going to have different guests in talking about different topics and themes. And then, you know, when this whole thing, global pandemic broke out, you know, we're, we're shifting things a little bit. So I hope you can join us on our uh, our lives, though, each week. We usually do them on Wednesday, 8.30 Eastern time. Join us. But I have two coming up on Wednesday that I'm, that I'm excited about. One at 3 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday and one at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. One with Bishop Robert Stearns. You're going you're to want to see that conversation, hear that conversation, as well as with a friend of mine named Sean Smith at 8.30 p.m. Eastern this Wednesday on my Instagram. So join us. Uh, I know that these conversations are life-giving for so many and an opportunity to hear different voices uh, that are part, really a part of our heart here at Kingdom Culture. So join us. I know it will encourage you. But like I said, we are week five of our Revive 2020 series. First week, we did what we called Quarantine for Revival, and that was on Easter Sunday. We talked about wombs in tombs, being in the womb of preparation or and revelation or the tomb of death and resurrection. We talked about how many of us are in either of those or both categories during this um, isolated season, and that, you know, thing, old things are dying and new things are coming to life in this season, as well as maybe you're being prepared and God is revealing to you parts about yourself and your future that were never revealed to you before. Whatever the case may be, I believe that we are quarantined to come out of this revived. And then week two was revived perspective. We talked about the Jordans, the four Jordans of transformation. If you haven't heard that, I would encourage you to pick that up, go listen to that. Week three, Week three, we talked about revive the tongue. And that came out of a dream that I have where God spoke to me in the dream. You are what you say. And if you haven't heard that, I know it will encourage you. It's a word for now. Last week, our message was revive the focus, experiencing oneness. And I shared two dreams that I've had uh, in the last 10 years that uh, really have impacted me deeply. And so I'd love for you to listen to that. If you haven't already, check out the YouTube video, or you can get it also on our Kingdom Culture audio podcast. Today, we're going to dive in in celebration of women. We're celebrating the women in our lives, around our lives, that have gone before our lives. Proverbs chapter 31, chapter 31. I want to read the last two verses as we dive into this this morning. The last two verses. And I've been meditating on this one part of this all week. I love it. But let me just pick it up in verse 30. Chapter 31 of Proverbs. This is written by King Solomon, okay? At that time, one of the wisest people in the land, okay? Also wealthiest. He says this, charm and grace are deceptive and superficial beauty is vain. But a woman, I love this, but a woman who fears the Lord, which expanded, if you want to expand that, the definition of the fear of the Lord in this in this context, it's reverently worshiping, obeying, serving, and trusting him with awe-filled respect. It's not a fear of like, I'm afraid of God. It's the kind of fear that is 
worshipful fear. It's a obeying, wanting to walk side by side with God, serving God, trusting him. It's an awe-filled respect, like an, a, a reverential fear of God. So he says, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be, or she shall be, praised. She shall be praised. That word for praised means to shine. It means to shine. So the fear of the Lord causes a shine in a woman, causes a shine to be reflected in the woman. Verse 31 says, give her of the product of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates of the city. Today we're talking about revive the shine. My prayer is that God would revive the shine in every woman watching in every woman watching. And we're going to do that. We're going to position ourselves by, I'm going to speak to, and I'm going to call out the valor in every woman. Every woman has the capacity, capacity to be a great woman of valor, of bravery, of courage. And I want to pick up and I want to break down some key components in this chapter of Proverbs 31 And I want to bring it back. I want to rewind a little bit back from the verse we opened up with and pull out some key attributes that represent a woman of valor. So we're calling it out in you. And if you're a man watching, this is just as much powerful for you as it is for women because there are women around your life right now. Maybe it's your wife, spouse, friend, neighbor, spiritual mom, aunt, somebody around your life that you can look to, you can glean to and say, man, I want to learn from that. I want to learn from that attribute. And so we're going to call it out in women today, but also for the men, I want you to look at those around you and say, how can I be encouraged? And how can I glean from the women of strength and courage around my life? So we're calling out the vow. Like I said, to shine, to shine, that shining, that reviving of shining comes from this fear of the Lord, you know? And if you listen to our first Sunday, I think it was March 15th, our first Sunday on quarantine, I had a message called Fighting Fear with Fear, you know, in the midst of this global pandemic, and that was really in the time of this hyper, um, you know, intensity of people going bananas, buying toilet paper and food and stocking up. It was like this frenzy, right? And we talked about in the midst of fear in these types of situations, how do we fight it? How do we come against it? And we talked about fighting fear with fear, not the kind of fear that we think about when we think of fear, but the fear of God, putting God first, rever- uh, having a reverential awe-filled fear of God, a respect of God, that God's in this, that God is present with me. I don't have to fear. I don't have to fear not having enough. I don't have to fear barely making it. God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So if he was the God who provided before this pandemic, let me just tell you, as a promise and a reminder, he's the God that will provide you during this pandemic. I know that we have every reason to struggle and be tempted and lean into the fear that's coming at us and screaming at us every day. But what God, I believe, wants to continue to develop in us in this time is a new type of fear, and that's a fear and a respect that God's got our back, even in the midst of fear that's harassing the world right now in much of the, in much of the sense. And so we're talking about this shine, but I want to encourage you, listen to that message. I know it will help bring more context to what I'm saying and talking about today, and we're going to add to it. But let's go back to that verse again, Proverbs 31, verse 30. 
Proverbs 31, verse 30, charm and grace are deceptive and superficial beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So she shall shine. That's what we're talking about. She shall shine. And we're going to call this out by calling out the valor in the women that are watching today. What is valor? Valor is great courage in the face of danger, especially in battle. Another word for valor is bravery. Bravery is its strength, okay? Now, in Jewish culture, within the family, when they would celebrate, when they do celebrate, the Shabbat, which is what we call the Sabbath, from Friday night to Saturday night, it's the day of rest, one day of the week, which we all need, and we are all called to celebrate. We are all called to celebrate, you know, a day of rest. The, the, the Jewish culture, what they would do before they dove into their big meal, okay, before they dove into their big meal for their Shabbat, for their day of rest, what they would do, the, the father of the home would sing and or pray this, what, what was called, an, a, a, forgive, my, forgive my Hebrew, uh, you know, my, my Hebrew, um, you know, accent, but they would, they would do what's called an eshat shail, okay, and in English, that means they would recite or they would pray and sing this, this concept of the woman of valor over the patriarch, or, or sorry, over the matriarch of the home, over the mother of the home. And they would, they would read, they would read and sing out of Proverbs chapter 31, which is what we're talking about. And they would do that in front of the kids. So they would sing and pray and proclaim this this Proverbs 31 reality, woman of valor, that the matriarch of the home is a woman of valor before they ate their big meal. And then what would happen after that? The father then would go around and bless the children. They would bless the children. Something that my, my wife and I have begun to do and our family on Friday nights, I, you know, we'll, we'll pray over, my, our, over, our, over Michelle, the kids will lay hands, we'll pray, read parts of the scripture, and then we'll bless the kids. Just wanting to get them into a rhythm of seeing the value of honoring their mom, the value of honoring the word, okay? So this is what would happen. Now, Proverbs 31, okay, some scholars believe that Abraham actually wrote this as a eulogy to Sarah, that then King Solomon referenced in Proverbs, okay? Some also believe that this was, had to do with some sort of praiseworthy woman, special woman in Solomon's life. And some other scholars actually believe that it was actually about Solomon's mother, Bathsheba. Because if you read the verses prior to verse 10, chapter, you know, chapter 31, verse 1 to 10, it actually is connected to the mom. Speaking of King Lemuel, who was Samuel, you can read it. So some scholars believe that it was actually about uh, Queen Bathsheba, which was his mom, okay? So whatever the case may be, it's about a woman. It's about a praiseworthy woman who is worthy to be praised, who is worthy to shine, who's called to shine, and that's what we're talking about this morning. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about how valor is represented in few of the, these verses in Proverbs 31 to call out that shine again in all the women that are watching. And I want to do this, and I'm going to, you know, jump in and out. of. I want to honor, you know, two special women in my life, my, my wife and my mom. And so we're going, to, we're going to see how this lands. But number one, number one, if you're taking notes, which I'd encourage you to do, number one, first attribute that represents a woman of valor 
is excellence. Write this down. Excellence. Excellence. We're going to read out of Proverbs 31, verse 10. Who can find a truly excellent woman? One who is superior in all she is and all she does. Let's just stop there for a second. Who can find a truly excellent woman? This word for excellence means strength. It means efficiency. It means power. It means substance. One of the words actually is valor. It means a virtuous woman, a a woman of valor. Who can find a truly excellent woman? When I think about my own wife, I think about the excellence that I see in her. And you know, every one of us is on a journey and we're growing constantly in these attributes. No one has arrived. None of us on the planet have arrived in anything. But there are so many good attributes about those that God has put in our life that we need to speak to, call out of. And that's why, you know, I believe there was something so powerful about the Jewish culture, you know, taking time every week to honor the matriarch of the home, to honor the the mother of the home. It's something so powerful about that. And if you're in a situation where maybe you're not married, you can do that with your own mother. You can do that with the women that are special in your life, spiritual moms in your life, you know, women that you just are fond of. You can do that in many different ways and just speak decree, you know, blessing over them and encouragement over them and just highlight these, these areas of success and, and where they're winning. I think it's such a powerful thing to do. But my wife, when I think about how she represents excellence. I think about her strength and her efficiency, and I think about the substance of who she is and how she's a woman of virtue and valor. I think about, you know, from the very early on, the first seven years of our marriage, my wife battled with extreme sickness. And uh, it was it was hard. It was a hard road. It was a, a hard, hard road. But I think about how she you know, would be, we'd be in these like ministry meetings or we'd be traveling and sometimes she would be bedridden because we'd get somewhere and then, and then you know, something would happen and she couldn't even be in the meetings and I would be ministering alone. I'd, I'd just think about, man, why is this happening and all these questions and I would look at my wife and I would see the, the battle and the strength in her to continue on and I would see her wrestle this out with prayer and decree and, and continue to believe when all odds were against her. We'd be in like a ministry meeting moment with a team lead or or a team member and we'd be in this meeting and the whole time she'd be pushing through struggling in her body and then the moment that meeting would end we'd be rushed to emergency and we'd be sitting all night in the emergency room and I think about how my wife navigated that season of, of our first seven years of our marriage of always battling this extreme sickness and how strong she was and even then also at the same time having three kids and continuing on continued to push and I just believe that that this excellence was something that God had put in her from very early on and it continues to develop and so you know my wife is a woman of excellence and I'm championing my wife today because it's Mother's Day I see this in my own mom I'm I've been blessed with an incredible mom I and I can't shy away with that. I, I believe that I am who I am today because of my mom. My mom is one of the most strong, unwavering people in their character that, that I know. She's just like this most unwavering person. If my mom says it, she's going to do it. And just growing up in, in, in a home where my mom raised my sister and I, watching her unwavering perseverance, her unwavering strength, 
when, when she had every opportunity to crumble, being a single mom, to crumble under the pressure, to crumble under the financial pressure, to crumble under just all kinds of stuff coming at her, raising two kids that were honestly wild at times. And she just was unwavering in her character, unwavering in her stre- uh, strength. And mom, if you're watching, I love you. You're an incredible mom. And I am who I am today because of you. We, I just, I'm so thankful that you were the mom that God chose to raise me up as a son. But you are a woman of excellence. Michelle, you're a woman of excellence. Number two, we have value. We have value. So first attribute is excellence. Second, val- second attribute is value. Let's read it in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10, the same verse, but I'm gonna continue on. So he sees the, the, Solomon says, who can find, uh, who can truly find, or who can find a truly excellent woman, who or one who is superior in all that she is and all that she does, listen to this. He says, her worth, her price far exceeds that of rubies and expensive jewelry. Her worth, her price far exceeds that of rubies and expensive jewelry. I love how he compares the value of a woman, the worth of a woman, finding a good woman, the worth and the value far exceeds anything that we deem as valuable in our culture riches, wealth, material possessions, a a woman who is praiseworthy, a woman who shines, a woman of valor is far worth more than anything that we would think is valuable to our lives. uh, Paul speaks to this in Ephesians chapter four, verse one. He says, live worthy of the calling over your life. Live worthily. The word is worthily. Live according to. The word actually means according to the value or the price tag that I've put on your life. Live worthy. I mean, you can't pay for that. You can't buy that. You can't buy the value that God has put on your life. You know who bought it? Only one person bought it, and that was Jesus. He paid the price to buy you back, to reconcile you back to the Father through his death on the cross. His sin was a, or not his sin, his blood was a payment. His death was a payment for the debt that you could never fulfill to buy you back so that you would see your worth, your, your worth, so that you would see your value, that it's more precious than rubies, more precious than gold, more precious than the most precious thing that you deem precious in your life. You have great value. Whether you're a man watching or whether you're a woman, you have great value. Paul said it in Ephesians 4. Live worthy, live according to the price tag on your life. Don't live according to the world's standards. Don't live according to what people have said about you. Live according to what God has said about you. That's how we live. That's how we become victorious. That's how we overcome when we remind ourselves that I am valuable, not because of what people say, but because of what God says. That is where we live from, and that's where we gain victory from in and through our lives. Your life is a reflection of your value. Proverbs says that he who finds a wife finds favor from the Lord. You can't buy favor. You are favored. You can't buy it. There's no value. There's no price tag on favor. And this is what we're talking about. I feel like my wife is a, is a woman, a woman of value, a woman who knows her, her worth. One of the greatest attributes that I love about my wife that really is a reflection of her worth is her trustworthiness and her loyalty. 
her trustworthiness, and her loyalty. To me, this is a reflection of knowing her value, of knowing her worth, of knowing what she is called to do. It's interesting that he, he relates this, um, this value to rubies and to, to, uh, to, to, to uh, jewelry. And you know what happens when light reflects on jewelry or light reflects on rubies? There's reflection. There's reflection. There's a shine. There's a shine that takes place. This is what we're talking about today. God wants to revive the shine. Maybe you don't feel like you're the most valuable person right now. Maybe you don't feel like the most worthy person right now. Maybe you're a single mom out there right now and you have young kids under the age of three. Chances are your kids are not telling you how awesome you are. They're only asking you to give them food, you know, to let them do things, to pull on you. They're always asking of you. They're never giving necessarily to you. Today, we celebrate you, we pray for you, and we hope that this day could be a little bit of hope for you, that it does change, and with God, it can get better in Jesus' name. My wife is a woman of of value. My mom, my mom is a woman of value. One of the things I love about my my, my mom that really, and I, I share this with you because I look at the women in my life and I see like how these attributes are reflected and how it encourages me and how it reminds me of my value. It reminds me of my worth. One of the things I love about my mom is that my mom doesn't do anything to impress people. She's not trying to impress people. She doesn't come, you know, to showboat when she gets into an environment and show all of her accomplishments like some people do to kind of gain security and gain, you know, like a relational, you know, trust or equity with people. She just is who she is and she's confident in that and she's quiet at times and and she's vocal when she needs to be, but she's quiet at times and I feel like that quietness, that meekness about my mom shows great strength and shows great dignity, but also when I just if I feel like it shows and there's a reflection of great value that she values who she is and that she represents value and worth. That her worth is not determined by people's opinion of her. Her worth is not determined by what people say about her. She just is who she is, and I love that about my mom. Number three, we have faith. We have faith. We're calling out faith today. We're calling out faith today. We have excellence, we have value, and we have faith. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 25. Let's go there. Clothed, this is what Solomon said, clothed in strength and dignity with nothing to fear, she smiles when she thinks about the future. Clothed with strength and dignity with nothing to fear, she smiles when she thinks about the future. I remember back when I first started to date my wife, one of the first spiritual conversations that we had was what we were called to do, what we felt called to do. And I remember my wife telling me in that, that one of those first conversations that she felt called to live a life of faith. And that has been something that has been congruent all throughout our marriage. We've been married now coming on 13 years. All throughout our marriage, that she has been a woman of faith and my kids have been impacted by her faith. I have been impacted by her faith and it started very early on when she made a decision to let Jesus in her life. She said, I don't wanna be a woman just like every other woman out there that says they know God. I wanna be a woman that walks in supernatural, miraculous faith and I have been blessed with a wife who does that and it's affected and blessed and strengthened our marriage over 
the years. But the thing about faith is it's not always about just the future. It's also about planning in the present. I think a lot of people think, well, if you're, if you're, if you're thinking about the future only, you know, and, and you're, you're, like you're stepping out on, on, on spiritual water, so to speak, to walk on water, and you're making crazy, impossible decisions all the time and risky decisions, that you're a person of faith. But sometimes faith looks like strategic planning. It looks like forecasting, being smart about life. It looks like being wise in how you manage your affairs. It looks like stewardship. And my mom is an example of great stewardship. My mom is one of the best stewards that I know, stewarding her life, stewarding her finances, stewarding her household. And she's a great planner, strategic thinker. She's, she's, she's been planning for the future my whole life planning for the future, probably her whole life. And I feel like, although my mom might not feel like at times like that's faith, it's actually just as powerful as sometimes stepping out on the waters of impossibility and making big leaps in life, planning and being a steward and thinking of how things are gonna go down the line and being prepared is faith. And my, my, my mom represents faith, but she also didn't give up on me. She didn't give up when I was wild and off the rails and off the, the path that I probably should have been on, my mom continued to be strong and pray in faith that somehow something would happen to me, that somehow God would change the course of my destiny, and it did, and it happened, and God answered the prayers of my mom. Be careful. If you have a praying mom out there, you're basically in trouble. God's gonna get you. The prayers of a mom are powerful. Number four, we have wisdom. We have wisdom. Proverbs 31, verse 26, out of the voice translation, says this, when she conducts her conversations with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is her ever or is ever her concern. Or in the New Living Translation, it says it like this, when she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with to kindness. I think wisdom is one of the great attributes of a woman of valor that we are believing to be even more revived in the women around our lives. And we're calling it out today. If you feel like you're lacking wisdom, we're calling out wisdom in you today, watching. If you just look, honestly, if you just look at the fruit of someone's life, you can see wisdom. If you just look, if you, whenever I look at my kids, I look at how awesome my kids are, I see my, my wife's wisdom, Michelle's wisdom reflected in them. How do I see this? Well, I see this actually in the scripture because it says in Luke 7, verse 35, that wisdom is justified by her children. In other words, the byproduct of wisdom looks like something that's been produced in life, that's been multiplied in life. Look at the fruit of someone's life. Usually it's a sign. It's a reflection of wisdom. I feel like my kids are a reflection of my wife's wisdom. I feel like I am a reflection and so, so, so many of the good attributes in my life as a man is as a reflection of my mother's wisdom. Some of my greatest strengths in my life are literally an exact replica or reflection of my mom and how God has wired her and how she has shaped me without even intentionally doing it, just modeling it. One of the things I love about my mom is that, like I said, she might not be someone that is always trying to 
tell me or be, she, uh, how do I explain this? Like, it's not so much about the words, it's about the model. Because kids, listen, kids always will multiply after the model, not after what parents say to them. You can tell them all day long, don't do this, don't do that. In the end, their life is gonna be a reflection of what you do and who you are, not what you say. Hopefully those things can line up. But the thing I love about my mom is that she's just been a model through and through, a model of integrity, a model of character, an unwavering model when she had every reason to not be. She was a model, and I feel like I am a reflection. A lot of the good in me is a reflection of that. And like I said, if wisdom is justified, if wisdom is justified by her children, then guess what? That means there's leadership. Leadership is a result. Number five, my last point, is leadership. Proverbs 31, verse 27, it says this, she directs the activities of her household and never does she indulge in laziness. Leadership is, is, a, great, is a great reflection of wisdom. And it says here, she directs the activities of her household and never does she indulge in laziness. I feel like, once again, if you want to see how good a woman is, a good leader is, look at their children. Look at the fruit they produce. Maybe you don't have children yet. Look at the fruit around these women in your life that you admire and let the fruit speak for itself. And if not, maybe you're a woman watching right now and you just feel like, man, you're struggling with this right now. Our prayer for you today is that these attributes would become an aim for you in this next season. We're calling out the valor in you, the bravery, the courage in you. We're calling you to shine in this season. We're calling you to advance and, 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 and see these things become a reality in your life, that leadership would become something that maybe is represented in your life in a whole new way in this season. In fact, maybe in this season, God is birthing you into the leader he's always called you to be, but you needed a season of isolation and quarantine to wake that up on the end side of you. I think my, my, my mom is one of the hardest working people I know, and, uh, and I just always admired that part of her in life, her work ethic, her tenacity, her perseverance to never give up, to never quit. I, I feel like I, I am the perseverant man I am today because of my mom. When I think about, you know, when, you know, because everyone's going to die at some point, when I think about what I would say at my mom's funeral, I can always, I always think about this, this thought in my head that I'll probably say something along the lines of, I hope I can be half of the woman she is as a man because she's an incredible, incredible woman and she's a leader by example. So we're calling out these things in you today, women. Five things, excellence, value, faith, wisdom, and leadership. I believe God's reviving the shine in you today. Let these things be an aim for you today. Let these things be an aim for you in this season. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you today. This message was a little bit shorter, but I feel like this is what God wants to speak to us. This potent shot in the arm, the women around us, you as a woman, we're calling it out today. And I pray that even the men would be encouraged, that the men would go out of their way to acknowledge and encourage the women in their life, the excellence, the leadership, the, the value, the worth all these elements, the women of faith around your life, call it out, encourage it, praise it today. It's all praise worthy. If you're a husband, I'd encourage you, 
pray Proverbs 31 over her. Sing it over her. Pray it over her. Call it out in her. Even more in this season, God is reviving the shine. I want to pray for all the women, all the moms out there. Once again, it's not just for the moms. We're honoring the women. But obviously, we're celebrating on Mother's Day, the moms especially. But if you're a single mom out there and you're struggling, my prayer for you today is that there would be great strength that would come to your life. My prayer for you today, that there would be great energy that would come to your life. My prayer for you today is that somehow you would see the little breadcrumbs and signs that your kids are thankful for you, even when nobody else is celebrating you. Maybe you're in a situation right now where you're, you're on the road to become a mom and you're pregnant right now. My prayer for you is that as you're carrying the child in your womb, that you would just feel like, you're a mom right now. That you're not, you don't, you're not a mom when the baby comes out of the womb. You're a mom right now. So we're praying for you today that you'd have a healthy pregnancy, a healthy transition. Maybe you're a grandma out there. Maybe you're a great grandmother out there watching. Whatever the case may be, we're celebrating you today. We're celebrating the moms. We're celebrating the greatness of women around our life today. And so I want to pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you on this Mother's Day for all the women watching all the women that will watch this, I pray that, God, you would just supernaturally strengthen them today, that you would supernaturally strengthen them, that you'd overwhelm them with value, overwhelm them with grace, overwhelm them with mercy, overwhelm them with just insight into the fact that you value them. God, just like the word says, that a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised God, I pray that you would reinstate this healthy, reverential fear of who you are, awesomeness of who you are for every woman watching today and that will watch this. I pray that you would reinstate this awe-filled respect for you and that as a result, God, it would revive the shine in their lives and that these attributes of valor would come out and come to the forefront even more in this season. God, I pray for all those struggling right now with depression, that are moms out there in this time feeling like a failure. Kids are at home, homeschooling is new, they don't know how to manage everything, they feel like they're failing, they're barely catching their breath. I pray, God, if there's any depression that has set, that has set in as a result, we just pray, God, that you would relieve them in Jesus' name, that, God, you'd release them from that weight and that guilt and that feeling of failure in Jesus' name. God, I pray for all the moms that are trying to have children right now, all the future moms that are not yet moms, but are future moms. I pray that you, God, would supernaturally do miracles in the womb, in Jesus' name right now. For those that are watching, I pray that you'd open up the womb. Open up the womb. Open up the womb, God. Let it be a miracle season during quarantine that you'd open up the womb in Jesus' name. God, I pray for all the women out there that are just maybe spiritual moms, our spiritual moms, which is a powerful, powerful call over our life. We need more spiritual moms. We need more spiritual moms out there. I pray, God, that you would raise up spiritual moms and even continue to strengthen those ones that already, already feel like they are a spiritual mom to so many. Maybe God's calling you to become a spiritual mom and mentor people and pour into people into the next generation. Such a powerful mandate over our lives. I pray for those that are spiritual moms out there. God, I pray for every woman that you would call out leadership, excellence, faith, value out of them in this season 
in Jesus' name and show them their value. Show them what it looks like to shine in this next season of their life in Jesus' name.